Is it my favorite murder? How did this get made? Or even the Adam Carolla show? No, it's three-way theater. The award-winning podcast about pro wrestling, movies, and pro wrestling movies. Brian Johnson of Tupelo, Mississippi says three-way theater is definitely a podcast. Jerry McFarley of Bangor, Maine says that the TWT is the perfect podcast for his senile grandfather with early signs of dementia. He just puts it on in the background while Gramps rants about the war. Writer-director of The Naked Man, J. Todd Anderson, says three-man theater reviewed his film. I think he meant three-way theater, but who can blame him for getting it wrong? Four out of five dentists surveyed recommend three-way theater to their patients who chew gum. What the? Isn't this from a Trident commercial? Fucking hacks. Three-way theater is filmed before a live studio audience. It's a podcast about pro wrestling movies and pro wrestling movies. Hosted by Lumberjake, Mike Payfi, and JC. We constantly bicker, but we are best friends. From No Holds Bar to the Naked Man, the fun never ends. Be sure to stick around for our mascot, Mr. Peacock, and a great wrestling show that truly rocks. When did you guys watch the other? So I um yeah get on the mic so I, all I hear is rain that's hysterical to me. All I hear is rain drip drop dropping on my head. Is that a new? Is that a Mike Pave original? Drip <laughs> <laughs> drip dropping on my head. Drip drop lollipop Mike Pave. Oh ah, my god, we have so much to talk. Hey everyone, welcome ah, to Three yeah. Way Theater! Hey guys, I'm Mike Payton. I'm Jay. I'm Jason. And we review pro wrestling. Movies. And pro wrestling movies and, and sometimes, sometimes TV shows. Oh, especially TV shows oh when they are god. as good as Glow. Oh man. Wait, ah. It feels like a long time ago that we did part one. It, uh-huh. it hasn't been that long, nope. but um, what we did for the first season of Glow and what we did for the second season of Glow is we split them up into two parts. And we did the first five episodes for the first half. And I liked it. And I think we all talked about how much we enjoyed Glow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the back half of season two, holy Man, shit. Man, Turned the fucking gas up. Turned the heat up. They hit harder. They fly higher. <laughs> um, it's It was one of the most pleasant surprises Um and I've I've noticed a trend with especially Netflix TV shows, yeah, where they will the first half they'll start a little bit slow, but once the episode into the second half starts, mm-hmm. they fucking kick it up. They All do in. it with a lot of shows. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I'm a um, Netflix TV show guy. I've watched Thirteen Reasons. I've watched Stranger Things. I've watched Stranger Things season two. Thirteen Reasons season two. I've watched it all. <laughs> Uh, Jake, that sounds like you've watched two shows. Uh, uh, yeah, but two seasons of each. Oh, all right. Fair point. Fair point. And Glow. 
glow. Man. Um, so, yeah. So, we're here on part two. Part two. Um, we are here in the TWT Mobile STD. That's yes. right, baby. Um, the pittering, pattering sounds you hear. Are Mike Pave's little feet. That's right. <laughs> He's running around this studio. <laughs> All over the place. It's like you sit down. <laughs> little scamp. It sounds like when Chucky's running around in child's play. Do you see a little, <laughs> little shoes running across the room? Little Mikey Lee Ray is running around here. Oh, Mikey Lee Ray. Um, but we, it is uh, raining here, and uh, it's raining down It's hard. been raining yeah. for so long. It's going to be raining so long, it's probably going to rain until the next best in show. Easily until <laughs> like, <laughs> like just it just keeps going. The way this monsoon season. Will you it's stop? Gorilla monsoon season. <laughs> um, R.I.P. 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 Joey Morella. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's true. Um, but yeah, so here we are. So how um, did we end season, uh, excuse me, episode five? So we ended, let me go ahead and uh, bring up your notes up. from yep. previous. We're going to do a little recap. Well, yeah. So, the, um, you know, the first five episodes, we're, we're deep into GLOW. Um, GLOW is in their Fucking first season. Deep. Of their, their first season, our second season. Yep. <laughs> They're in their first run of their television program. They remodeled Chavo's gym to look just like the ballroom that they did the season finale in. Um, Sam is combative, and he's uh, just a, a bitter old man. A little man. bitter, yeah. A little grumpy. And takes out his frustrations on Ruth. Uh, takes his frustrations out on the Viking. Yeah. Um, just Viking, gone. Uh, we've got a new junk chain. A brand new junk chain who's not only an exotic dancer, but also a lesbian. But uh, and not only do we have a new junk chain, we have the old junk chain made a return from her TV show. Right. We're also exploring the uh, psyche of Sebastian Howard Bash. Yeah, mm-hmm. fighting his inner turmoil, inner demons, and coming to terms with himself. Which, at that point, like, that... Man, talk about a flip-flop. Oh, my God. Not uh, where I thought it was going. And, and again, you have to re-listen to, to part one. It's available on ThreeWayTheater.com, all of our podcast apps. Check it out. Um, but I think, we, I guess the way we looked at it is there were a lot of questions. We had a lot of questions. We had a lot of predictions heading into the back half of season two. Yes. And Let me answer your questions. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Maybe. Yes. No. We'll see. <laughs> um, so the last episode that we had reviewed, um, just to kind of set the stage, was the Perverts Are People 2. Sure were. Um, and that was the request from the network, puts producers on the edge. The wrestlers capitalize on their growing fan base. And Ruth receives a surprising invitation, which leads to the ah. president of the network making a pass yes. at uh, Ruth. So where we left off, Ruth had uh, seen Mr. Tom Grant in his hotel room, he was making a move on her. She left before she had a chance. And she also has revealed to Debbie what had happened. And Debbie is upset about Big it. Big mistake. And so here's where, I guess, Glow subverted my expectations. Because the end of episode five, this giant blowout, Debbie basically says, you should have made him think you would fuck him. Right. Like, even if you're not going to fuck him, drag him along. Make him tease him. That's all guys ask for. That's yeah, all we kinda. want. <laughs> Make up an excuse. Say you're sick. Say that you, you know, you, you would fuck him, but you're on your period, or you have a long-term fiance, or whatever. And the way this set things up is that I expected the Debbie Ruth rivalry to really carry through the remaining uh, remainder of the five episodes. Right when you thought they had reached some sort of conclusion, the powder keg. Yes, like it's just it was lit. Debbie basically fucking bitch slapped him, her. And I was like, all right, well, this is going to bring us to the season finale. This is going to be Ruth versus Debbie. Right. Ru- uh, Debbie's getting really um, uh, big-headed about being a producer. Everything um, about Debbie is leading towards, in my mind, a 
future heel turn. Which was one of your predictions from right. episode one. Well, and, and I think during Welfare Queen versus Liberty Bell, that episode um, where you saw Liberty Bell get booed yes. after she mocked Welfare Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I can see where this is going. A double turn. They're going to turn... Uh, maybe Ruth Babyface and Debbie Heel. But it's so funny how it says it's who you who you are is who your best character is, and that is who Debbie is. She Absolutely. is that diva. She's the bitch. Uh, she wants her own locker. Yep. Right. So that brings us to episode six, season two, episode six. Okay, so we start God off. God damn it, look at Jake. Let JC do his fucking synopsis. <laughs> I, was, I was just being a scamp. <laughs> he is being a scamp. He knew what was happening. Um, I'll tell you what. The episode titles also have uh, some real double meanings. Ooh. If you're if you're paying attention, I to only what saw happened. the title of this one, which okay. would make sense to me. So the title, uh, season two, episode six, "Work the Leg." Work the leg, brother. Um, facing new competition, the women vow to amp up their wrestling ability, and a startling discovery changes Sam's outlook on the show. So fuck, man. We, we open with the girls on a uh, group jog where the two junk chains. Uh, Chola junk chain goes. So. Uh, what what What's gimmick are you gonna have? Gonna are you gonna be, be like a, a rogue cop or something? She's like, uh, no, I'm junk chain. I'm junk chain. Also, I like rogue cop. That's a real good callback to countdown. Yep, <laughs> give me a rogue cop. Get <laughs> 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 on the Um Yeah, um, you can tell the tensions are running high everywhere because you have uh, black junk chain and cholo junk chain and they're, their rivalry. They're at each other's throats. You have Debbie and Ruth. You um, have uh, Fortune Cookie and Melrose. You have right because she stole the cameraman. Uh, the beatdown biddies and their jacket. The beatdown biddies and, and Beirut. Uh, Beirut. So there's a lot of interpersonal conflict here that's just uh, really driving up the tension. And then you have Bash and Sam go right down to the television studio. What the fuck's going on? Why is that? Why are we being bumped and moved? And they decided to rush the building. Yes, <laughs> right. No announcement. Nothing. Just we're gonna we're going in. Which I, that was so. I love just like they just walk to the back and just like some secretary. She's like, excuse Sir, me, excuse me, you cannot be here. Um, it, it reminds me of me where it's like, what are you gonna do about it? Well, like, also when they barge in after they're like yelling at, the, they're like, just come and sit down. Don't stand at the door. Just come and sit yeah, down. We're, we're not in parochial school. <laughs> I love that line. Um, also, like at this point, at this stage. Only Debbie knows what happened right. with Ruth. Yes. So they have no clue why the show was bumped to 2 a.m. on Saturdays. After the guys. Yes, there is now a men's wrestling show at 10 p.m. while Glow sits at 2 a.m. So let me ask you guys Does this. Does that mean it's a four-hour uh, yeah, four men's wrestling show? No. If it there, starts there are shows 10? in the morning, 10 a.m., and... Glow's been bumped to two a. I was I was in the assumption that the wrestling show, the men's show, played before the female show. No, Saturday yes. morning, Saturday morning wrestling. Think of Saturday it like morning a, slam. So, which I was going to ask you guys, in, in because even though Glow is obviously based on the real gorgeous ladies of wrestling, yeah, um, this is kind of in its own world. It's, it's, it's going on with its own thing. Yeah. Do you think? Oh, the crowd really likes that one. <laughs> um, do you think what, what what kind of wrestling show do you think is appearing on on Saturday mornings? Do you think it's WWF or do you think it's another like uh, interworld? Like I think it's like I think it's uh, like the brother of um, the, the Lumberjacksons. Yeah, I think it's that kind of group and an independent group kind of on the they're they're a they're a higher level than Glow, but do they're still not the big show. So, do you think there is another wrestling company in the three way theater universe that would be appearing on Saturday mornings at ten a.m. on yes. Glow? Which so which one? I don't think I don't. We don't have a name yet. Well, think of it this way: like Body Slam in the uh, the yes. promotion. I, in I think 
the Lumberjacksons work for the same company as Captain Lou Murano? Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Or was it maybe like in Russell Madness with the company... uh, Oh, the Ferraros. The Ferraros. So I was just putting it out there of what company do you think uh, from other... Other I'm gonna, movies I'm gonna, and TV I'm gonna say, the, I'm gonna say the, the, the the wrestling from Body Slam because with, I feel like that kind of fits with the '80s, like you know, with Quick Rick and Tom. Right. Tom. Yes. So I, I just I was kind of watching it. and I was thinking, I'm like, huh, I wonder what shows appearing on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. And uh, you know, maybe something that we've done in the past and reviewed in the past. You know, there's the the gritty grunt the wrestling movie. There's Body Slam with the Quick Ricks and the Lumeranos. Uh, the Ferraro family, as you mentioned. And even in uh, No Holds Barred, where you have uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rip, Taylor. You know what? <laughs> I like, back alley wrestling. I, well, I like you mentioning No Holds Barred because it's a network, right? And the network's yeah. trying to find a show. So, uh, oh, we, we'll just fill in this. We'll put in this show on. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's that. entirely possible that they put on Back Bar Wrestling right. in order, like, or the Battle of the Tough Guys, possibly. Yes. So in I, that I, slot. I, I like that. Okay. They All brought right. their slot from the bottom to number one or number two. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, also, uh, I loved, and I think, you know, Mikey and I, when we talk about watching ECW when we were younger, we watched it at Friday nights at 1 a.m. Yep. on WUNI Worcester Boston. I watched that, too. And so, I'm like, man, I would kill for Saturday night at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a fucking right? time slot. That's I, great. Yes. I was like, I would die for that. A friend of the show, Extreme Enforcer Paul Richards, actually God watched. Damn it! <laughs> Fifteen cents. So I put that. Uh, actually, watched that in Boston with Paulie. Like, Paulie came to Massachusetts to watch it like a proud father That's aired awesome. for the first time. Like he wanted to see it on TV. Like That's I think really it's really cool. cool. That is. That's really cool. Um, so Bash reveals that they've been replaced by a men's wrestling show. Wants them to basically whip themselves into shape. Because they're not they're not hitting hard enough, they're not flying high enough, they're shit compared to the guys, basically. Right, and Bash basically encourages Montepichu to kind of uh, do some research. Yeah, do some stuff. You because he's putting her in charge. Right. With her being the 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 legacy that she is. Not to jump ahead too much into spoilers with Montepichu and and Bash. Um, I feel like their relationship this season is very undersold. Like, not undersold, but very subtle. Understated. Understated. I think it is very subtle because Machu Picchu's in love with Bash. Well, yes. I'm just, okay. just saying. Yeah, no, that's right. fine. You can say that. And I feel off, like it's off screen, there's a relationship going on that we're not seeing. Which started in the first season, which right. was great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, but it's been very understated, like Mikey mentioned, whereas they're not doing a lot of scenes with, like, Machu Picchu... Um, I don't know, like fawning over Bash. No, nah, she just masturbates in the shower to him. <laughs> <laughs> and she did a drug! Uh, but, you know, I feel like she... It's very understated, and it's not until the season finale that you really get to see the extent of her feelings and also, like, maybe her, like, remorse and, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's very understated, and I think, like, in this episode, it's great because they have that connection with each other, mm-hmm. and he's trying to push her. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just feel like it's very understated. I think that's a good word to... to uh, within this episode, uh, they announce a Loser Leaves Town match between the two junk chains, Chola Junk Chain versus Black <laughs> Junk Chain. I yeah. love that. I also, in my notes, I wrote, like, Black Junk Chain versus Spanish Junk Chain, and then when they called her Cholo Junk Chain yep. versus Black <laughs> Junk Chain, I, I'm like, oh, all right. Perfect. Because we always call him Cholo Mike Pava, so <laughs> it just yeah. makes sense. Um, I also, so, um, you know, when Montu Pichu's, like, watching the men's wrestling yes. on the TV in the hotel. Now, were they watching what took their time slot? I don't know, but the Lumberjacksons were there, 
Um, right. And then I loved the lumberjack chop being such a sacred maneuver. You mean the tomahawk right? chop? The lumberjack tomahawk chop. Um, it should never be stolen. You can't steal a move like that. Here's the thing. It, it is fucked up because it's her brother. Here's here's he, the move in and of itself. Is whatever Gray area, but, but the whole chop, chop, chop yes, beforehand. The the yeah, the. Um, I'll give you that. What's the word I'm looking for? The the, the chant. The, the chant. The whole thing. The whole gimmick of it. Yes. With, all the with, accent with on the chop. They weren't just stealing little things and making it their own. They were legitimately using the. Yeah, fucking that's like spot. somebody doing the Hulk Hogan cup the ear exactly. leg drop shit like that. And 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 are we? I mean, what's we We're here. Maybe we can jump over. Go go so Machu Picchu knows that it's not right. She said. I mean, she says it she right said there. It, right. Yeah. She's like, this is not a good it's idea. It's just not done. It's not done. It doesn't happen. It's fucked up. But if you think about the, okay, in but perspective of the Monday Night Wars. Her, uh, before you, real oh. quick, in her head, she has Bash saying, you know, we got to do this to be better. We got to be, we got to be on par with the guys. And Cherry says it too. Like yeah. she, said, she, she, uh, the subtext is just text. Yeah, she she's just like, said, fuck that. Well, she's like, the men, like, they're beating us. We're going to beat them. It's, it's, it's basically, that's why I say the Monday Night Wars, where it's almost like, yeah, you're going to do whatever we can. She basically says, we're leaving money on the table, not doing these things. Right. Absolutely. Um, I also love, um, at this point, Justine, who hasn't really played a big part in the first half mm-hmm. of, the, of the season, um, but you see, again, understated, the relationship that she's building with Sam. It's a very subtle build where it's like her going to school, her like doing... Showing up during the tapings just yeah. to say hi and how's it going. It's very understated. And then her walking around with flyers to this special movie marathon and showing Sam's movies. Yeah. Um, and she's asking Ruth... And she's asking anybody to come and see it. Like I think that's a really sweet. I think thing. it's very sweet. Yeah. And I think she asked. She obviously asked Ruth for a reason and on purpose. And I, more I don't than think anybody she told else. The other, the, that's the what I'm saying. Girls. I don't think she was going around to a bunch of people. Maybe. Like, well, she did because we found out later. It's people in public, like you know. But well, she, as far as like their group, she went to Ruth for a reason. Yeah. I see. In my mind, I feel like she actually did go to all the wrestlers and gave them she, all flyers. She probably could have. Like, Please I, come. But I think she, she specifically said you're like his friend. Exactly, and she she was like he'd like you. He'd want you to be there. Yes. Before we get down that road and talk about Ruth and Sam, um, I do want to also, when we're talking about the matches like Junk Chain versus Junk Chain. Um, like he has his hand on my knee. <laughs> oh, he's just trying to make up for last time. Um, you mean the next time? The future. Ooh. Woke up in an IHOP. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, you, you remember that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. You yeah, don't I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, one time, uh, bad boy Billy Black, uh, friend of the podcast, <laughs> driver, not a friend of the podcast, <laughs> friend of the show, was wrestling Mike Pava's uh, former tag team partner, Jason Blade. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jason Blade knocked Billy Black the fuck out. And they were like basically, like it was it was a mess up. It was fine, whatever else. But he basically gave a fucking- Was this the night when I came back? I don't know. He concussed Billy Black, though. Billy Black completely concussed. Wow. And um, But when Billy Black was recounting the match, he's like, and then, you know, me and Jason Blade, we we circle the ring, and then we lock up, and then I was in an IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you skipped over a lot. He goes, I don't remember anything else. Yada, yada, yada. I was in an IHOP. I mentioned the IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. Um, 
when they're talking about the matches for the big television taping, um, they're doing a tag match to continue the rivalry between Zoya and Liberty Bell. Yes. Uh, Liberty Hogan, however, refusing to put <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> well, you see, Liberty Bell's on a 15-win uh, win streak. Listen, Liberty Bell must pose. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, this was the most when I had that, that like feeling of like, oh, this is just fucking Debbie going on her fucking power trip. Yeah, not going to put over Zoya. Um, actually, uh, why, it's going to be me winning the match. Oh, just uh, just flip it then. It's like, but but then there's no there's no chase. You beat me, and then that's it. But isn't that that's so that's the that's the eternal problem with pro wrestling when we watch these shows and like, oh, you're building up to so and so. You're trying to build to a pay per view match or a title match. Oh, but I already beat you in a tag match. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And what did, what did also Liberty Bell say? She goes, oh, you must have a lot of ring rust on you anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. It's fake. What the but fuck? Like, why would she have ring rust? She She's like, yeah, Sam was fucking, was like starving her a little bit, but she had just had the match with Junk Chain. Right. the Junk Chain. Right. Which I, for the record, I hated, but. <laughs> you did, and you have mentioned off. that. You yeah, have. I voted that worst. You sure did. You sure did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, to watching, again, Subverting some expectations a little bit, but during episode six here, I'm like, well, this is definitely building to uh, Debbie just being a giant cunt for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. And uh, with all this, with the Zoya and Debbie fighting, it ends up sparking a whole, uh, like a whole like series of everyone else fighting, where the two Junk Chain starts, or Jenny and Melrose start fighting. Yep. Beirut and the Beatdown Biddies start going at it. The Junk Chain start fighting. Mm-hmm. Spe- uh, in Black Junk Chain specifically upset because Chola Junk Chain keeps flirting with her. Yes. And she's a married woman. <laughs> Although, if you look over at her husband, he's like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I'm in. <laughs> Fucking Roger. He knows. I'm in. And then Carmen just says... Hard yes. <laughs> Carmen goes, everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah. Carmen's fucking... Fucking just... She knows how to rally the goddamn troops. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, she's like, you know what? We need to work. We need to, like, the guys are better than us. They are, but, like, and, and we all need to put our minds to it. And guess what? You're not going to be able to walk by the end of it. You're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. But we're going to be good, and it's all going to look good. And, and then a, awesome training montage. A soundtrack by uh, by who? You who guessed it? it. Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> was it Frank Stallone? Oh, sure was. Awesome. Yeah. It was, oh man, I love that little montage. That was great. I'm a big fucking my favorite, fucker for montage. My favorite part of the montage is when Britannica was working on her dropkick on the bed. Like yeah. She's <laughs> just jumping on the bed doing a dropkick. How many over. times have like, you done that as well, a kid? Well, I was going like, to say, it's so related. I, I broke yeah. so many beds. <laughs> it wasn't even your house. Nope. You just broke in using the beds. Yep. Slow makes me happy when I watch it because they do things. When you see these girls progress, they're actually progressing as people you know i mean because they're just actresses and going back to the montage is like hey we need another fucking montage let's fucking throw it in there yeah what song do you want to use i don't know the songs used in every fucking montage ever alone (laughs) i loved it i was so happy for it sheila does this gnarly uh cartwheel arm ringer where she does a cartwheel on one arm and does like the big like whip over and machu picchu does the flip Sheila continues to be one of my favorite little, like, just, again, understated. She just secretly is, like, just yes. the best at we'll what she does. Yes, and she just keeps getting better, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so I want to talk about Sam and Ruth. All right. Sam and Ruth? Because what about Tuna Ruth? If, if you go back to our part one 
if episode. you go back to last season and listen to our previous yes. review of Glow yes. Season you 1. You said you were not getting the vibes that they were going to be a uh, We understand. And me and, I, me and, me and Mikey yep. were saying that we it's were like, ooh, sparks nope. are flying. Uh-huh. Nope. And you were like, I don't nope. see it going that way. <laughs> nope. Nope. And then nope. in this one, during the first five episodes, me and Mikey were like, JC, nope. Nope. we're seeing it. <laughs> we're seeing it. And you're like, no, fucking, no, no. Fucking cunts. JC was like, it's more of a professional relationship. Yes. yes. And yes. we were like, no, it's definitely, it's definitely Yeah, JC was like, it's like a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. He's like the daughter that, oh, so she's what, like the what, daughter that what never What were we going to say, JC? That's not what I said. I didn't say any of those things. I was we're gaslighting JC. You're not going to get, go I'm not on edibles. I'm not on edibles. I'm completely goddamn sober. And you've had a couple of I've Malibus had, and yeah, Coke. It still makes me sober. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me when I've had twelve, and then yeah. I'll agree with yeah. you. Yeah, you're real sober, so, Demi Lovato. <laughs> um, wow, <laughs> damn, ha, shachi, machi. I was just talking about the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. So, fucking Ruth and Sam. Ruth and Sam. Sam and Diane. No, Sam and Ruth. Uh, Little Diddy. About Sam, Sam and Diane. Two American kids growing up in, in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam is in love with Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't fucking know. I, I, I don't think he's in love with Ruth. Listen. I think he's in love. How like, are we? He's in love. Yeah. He's in like with Ruth. He likes <laughs> Ruth. Uh-huh. And he he like he was in a vulnerable moment. Spoiler later on, but he was in a vulnerable moment, and she mm-hmm. and she like snapped him out of it, uh, and uh-huh. then it's over. Michael, <laughs> you just I mean I don't agree with Lumberjay. I'm okay. I'm I'm you're on my you're I'm on my on train now. Sa- I am okay. on your train. I've right. I've leapt off one and onto the other. Right. Runaway train, never coming back. Uh, oh, runaway train, never coming back. Runway on a one-way track Seems like I should be getting somewhere Somehow I'm neither here nor there Runaway train never coming back there I love all their hit songs (laughs) Can you name one other? (laughs) I said all their hit songs Oh, all right, all right, okay You swerved me Um, Okay, like at this moment, Sam shows up at the movie theater. He's there for the special showing of one of his uh, B movies, like Schlock like Horror. movie? Yeah, starring Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. They're showing banned films from the 70s. At yes. This, like, music Which fest- is at awesome. Festival. That's really fucking cool. Right. If I was, that seems um, like something JC would I would. Uh, I wrote uh, that in my JC notes. JC would be in the... He'd be like, oh, Sam's here. Sam I just, Sylvia. I just watched a 24-hour movie marathon of those same movies. You That's so to. true. <laughs> He, uh, <laughs> he did. He did. The stream was a little weak. It was a little weak. And when JC has a notoriously powerful stream, <laughs> <laughs> you're so fast. Oh. I'm still trying to think of it. You know, <laughs> <there. laughs> um, Sam sits in the very back of the theater. He doesn't like. You know, it's not a. It's not a packed house. But there's. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. You know, <laughs> and uh, Ruth. Someone's picking up a hot date. <laughs> it's probably our pizza guy. <laughs> I just brought some back, some more people back. They didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys in the truck ordering pizza. Um, Ruth shows up. She's by herself. She sees Sam sitting there, and she sits in the row behind him. She's so fucking awkward. She's so awkward. That reminded me of the first episode where she was climbing up the bleachers. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he looks back and sees her and goes, what the fuck are you doing? 
Like I didn't know if you didn't if it would be weird if I sat next to you. So you sat right behind me. That's yeah. even weirder. Yes. It's like so. Come and sit next to me. They watch the movie, and it looks like she's gonna go out and around, but then she climbs over yes. the seats. Well, the, you're talking about the bleacher thing. It's another like yeah. she's just ah, fucking awkward. Fucking I, I wrote down awkward room. Sam's just like sinking in a seat. Like, but uh, although these are the reasons. In, in JC's defense, he then goes, "Where's your boyfriend?" That's kind right. of right. That's that's the first that's kind of part a passive of it. aggressive little. And he makes a lot of those passive aggressive mm. comments as the season continues. But at this moment, you can also see Sam kind of seeing Ruth climb over the chair and sit like they You're have saying that's endearing to him. Yes, absolutely. I think all the different things that they've done since last season has endeared her. Do you think this? Could have, do, you- do you think this could have all like the flip? The switch could have been flipped during like the abortion thing. Yes. Um, well, no, and I, and I like brought the it fact back that he stayed there for the abortion when he said later on in this episode that he hates hospitals. He hates right. sitting in hospitals. Yeah. Right now, what what go. do you think it is about Ruth that he he knows she's easy likes <laughs> womb goof? Um, so I she, think she got an abortion, so he knows she puts out. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! This is why we keep. <laughs> this is why we are never going to be popular. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> because somebody's gonna. We're gonna get super popular one day. They're gonna go back and listen to this episode. Uh-huh. Listen to what Lumberjig just said, yeah. and then it's gonna be two way theaters. <laughs> You're gonna have to so many formal apologies on Twitter. <laughs> um, okay, so to answer your question, I think Sam sees a lot of Ruth in him, a lot of himself in in Ruth. That's what yes. I meant. Yeah, yeah, he maybe, wants to. Maybe, <laughs> um, but like I've been on this team the whole time. Sam talks about. Sam talks about the movie and he directed it and all the things he did during the movie and how passionate he was. He used to be a very passionate man. Some of that was snuffed out over the years where he's become more bitter and jaded. And And I feel like... That's really affecting him with the show. Correct. And I think he sees Ruth, who's energetic and wants to go to the mall and film promos. It's like a young Sam. Yeah, kind of. She sees the she sees all this. Like She watches the movie and she's like, I see all this creative stuff that you do. And like he's like, oh, you like you've noticed that like little things like oh, you. And like, then when they were filming the PSA, he's like, okay, one take, it's over. Fucking next, next, mm-hmm. next. Like he doesn't care he anymore. He doesn't want to put that kind of right. But she really cracks something open with him after she talks about the movie. And I really needed this camera shot, so I just did it myself. Mm-hmm. And he and she's like, that's great. And like, and that's what yeah. Ruth does when she takes the fucking camera and goes to the mall like right. I this we need this shot and it ends up being the opening and when she says oh I didn't know if you were still mad at me and he goes I'm a fucking old bitter man that you know was is, who takes who takes it out on other people right that's the most honest that's Sam has exactly. been and to himself to anyone because these and are things that you're thinking it's like Sam's a fucking asshole Sam's bitter he's this guy he's acting like this he's taking things out on Ruth and he straight up admits it right like yeah I've been this I've been an asshole I've been a jerk and from this point forward Sam is the most honest character in Glow from this point on to the season finale he is the most truthful and honest to himself to others yeah you know what he really did change and it's so funny how he was in so sparingly throughout the rest exactly. of the episode exactly in the, the first previous- five episodes yes. and we had Made a big point of that yes. in our first episode, our uh, first um, part one of this, where Sam was basically very hard to find in the first five. But episodes. I think that's like part of the character where he mm-hmm. was like he was trying to separate himself. He didn't want to be a part of the group. He right. didn't like he didn't want to be around. But um, and this is where really so that moment of talking about the camera work and everything else, what really changes the tide is when a 
sad and scared Ruth tells Sam why they got bumped to 2 a.m. on Saturdays. Fuck yes. And she expects the same meltdown that Debbie Mm -hmm. had. And he's fucking relieved. He's not only relieved, he's pissed. He's pissed. And she's like, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? I'm not mad at you. Yeah. And I, he's relieved that he didn't do anything wrong. Yep. It wasn't his creativity that is the reason. He's like, I always had a reason. It was always too bloody, too graphic. Like, it was never, I never had a no reason before. Yep. And now, not only that. And Ruth's like, I, I think I know why. And he's just like, fuck him. Yes. Exactly. And again, I just love where it's like everything she was scared about with Debbie, like, Sam is the opposite of that. And Sam is supportive. And he, I don't know. I just really loved this scene, and I loved how it brought all the things I've been suspecting since. And, and it wasn't even the, we're not even at the big episode yet where shit really goes down. But And, and then the fucking usher walks up, can you leave already? <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's gone from the film festival. She's trying to fucking sweep up. Can you leave already? Well, that's a great reveal, too, where the fans that are sitting up front watching the movie are from Justine's AV Club. Yes. And, and, and Sam he, didn't even know. Right. Sam had such a rebirth in this yes! last six, and it was oh. so crazy. He's honest to everyone. He's honest all around. He's not. It's just. It's just so weird seeing him like this. It, but but I it, love it was. It. it was amazing. And when they showed up to film the TV that night, and he's sitting there all energized, and he goes, "I'm gonna do camera tonight, Justine. Yeah. You're directing." What? what? You're like, not. You're not fired. I just wanted to give you more time to finger my wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Portugal, he's like, Sam. That's so inappropriate. <laughs> As she's getting finger back. Yeah. She fucking loves it. It, it. it got super hypersexualized on Chloe. <laughs> yes, it did. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so Debbie went to a uh, car wash, and she, there she sees her husband with the son, Randy, oh, being a good fucking father and stuff, and she goes to walk up. It looks like she may be trying to reconcile. Exactly. It looks like she's like, look at him. He's being he's you know the father what? of my May- child. Maybe I'm being a cunt. And then he walks up. She walks up, and so does his fucking secretary, such girlfriend, the yes. same secretary who the called cult. and asked about what brand and model number his fucking mattress. And I was. wrote down: do, do you think that was a lie? Do you think it was a lie? The the familiarity of yes. Randy. You think that was a lie? He just wanted the bed. Yes. That's yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, making his current girlfriend call. Yes. That's fucked up, right? Well, and if we, we we're just talking about Sam and seeing his progression as a character for for. Him and this character, he's a regressive. Like he just doesn't give yeah. a fuck. Like, so do you do you think? Okay, so do you think when she called and asked about the mattress that it was about that at the time? And you think they were fucking yet? Do you yeah, they yes. were already fucking. Okay, they so were absolutely already fucking. Okay. When Debbie mentions it to the secretary and she kind of scoffs at it, like, "Oh, what are you? No, what are you talking about? Like, they're already banging." Um, absolutely. Uh, next scene we get, um, we have Sam smashing out fucking. Tom Grant's uh, windshield. Fuck. That was great. Like I said, everything Sam did from the back six. He just slowly walks up just with his fucking tire iron, whatever the fuck it was, and just starts smashing out the Bashing the thing in. The fucking, the smarmy. Bash. Yeah, what's up, man? The smarmy producer. Glenn. Glenn fucking is there watching it, and he sees it, and then he's like, he pisses a lot of people off. a lot of people off. (laughs) It was great. That was yeah. That was great. I love Glenn's a reaction. Kind of a little kind of vindication for him because he was such, he was uh, playing a part in the whole. Yeah, Glenn loop. was there, so he knows why. Exactly, he knows right. why. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? You know, right. I, he like did a, not have it coming. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this all like when it got to the actual show and they were filming the matches. I also loved when Cherry Bang uh, revealed she she wanted to put over Cholo. Yeah, she. I don't want this racist gimmick, <laughs> which is really funny to see what comes next. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but you know what? That's on her own terms because they're true. all racist gimmicks. That's true. So that's true. That's welfare. We all have we all have racist like names. We all have like you know, yeah, especially Mike Pava. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most racist of them all. Um, Mike hates Africa Pava. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I hate the song and the continent. The con- <laughs> no, you just called it a continent. Oh, Mikey, Mikey, what's wrong with you? How dare you? Oh man, we're gonna have to apologize for that in ten years. Yep. Um, so Debbie gets in, uh, comes in. She wants her own dressing room. She's sick of being around these women. She's such a fucking diva. Such a fucking diva. It's ridiculous. It's a, it's uh, she's such a real life heel. Yeah, she's at the point where I'm like, this is gonna keep on building and building and building, and then well, fuck, they really subverted that expectation too. They sure did. Um, did you guys think what was going to happen hap- was no, happen? No, no. I, the, didn't see that coming and even if i knew the title going into it which i didn't i wouldn't have thought it was well they referenced the episode title earlier when they're training and they're like you gotta work the leg you gotta work the legs i'm like okay i get it that's where it came from oh they said it (laughs) and then when it fucking hits you you know liberty bell well first of all cherry steals the chop yes like that's the thing that happens yes Yes, and i don't like it specifically because it does not involve her gimmick it doesn't make any sense for her to be doing the chop as junk chain like you're saying chop chop whatever uh but she's i love roger making the count one two are you really losing this yeah i don't want this gimmick the longest three count ever (laughs) ever three ring the bell and then uh sam is in there with the camera like getting up in there get the and fuck out of my ring. Roger goes, This is a private conversation. Get the fuck out of my ring. <laughs> and he goes, I'm the director. I can be wherever the fuck I want. He's like, Yeah, good point. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get Debbie versus Ruth. Right. Uh Ruth is uh Which, Deb- at this point did that change from a tag match into a singles match? Because yeah. I don't remember the other people in the match at all. No, I think it was just a match. Just a singles match. Okay. Alright. Um so Liberty Bell is trying to get back Savannah Rose, or as Zoya calls her, Moscow Potato Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what we what we failed to mention earlier is uh, when Debbie wanted her own locker room, Sam gave her his studio. And in, in giving her his studio, she wanted a cigarette. She took one of his cigarettes, reaches into his Marlboro ba- uh, Marlboro case, and finds his nose candy. Finds the cocaine. <laughs> uh, and she fucking does a line. She gets all fucked up. She t- and she also was drunk. Yep. Um. So Debbie's all fucked up, and she's like in a daze. She's like a zombie. She, she like she's just like a half a step behind, and like, and Roger's like, "Oh, slow down!" And she just pushes Roger over. She's tossing Ruth around very unsafely. Yes. Um. And and at this point, Ruth's still trusting her. Yeah. Ruth still has no idea what's going on. And yeah. uh, Liberty Bell, everything is looks like it's going to plan. With like, it looks good the way she flipped her over into the half crab, the way mm-hmm. it was supposed to be. Well, no, because the she was supposed to step over with it. Oh yeah, and she just kind of flipped. So she her just up. flipped her up in her fucking cocaine rage. Yeah, and fucking did it like a fucking cruiserweight, and it looked awesome. But it looked awesome. Fucking, she's coked out of her head. And uh, 
Liberty Bell has her, and everything's building, everything's building. Zoya's about to tap out, but Debbie just fucking wrenches, and you hear the fucking snap fucking right to credits. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking, the world's most dangerous woman. You know what's fucked up? Because Ruth goes, Debbie! Yep. Like, she, like, uses the shoot uses names. Uses her shoot name. All right. And, that, and mean, then uh, into fuck. the... Fuck. That was just what episode That's one, just one, one episode, episode, which brings us to episode seven. So, like... Nothing shattered, which is after an injury on set, Sam and the wrestlers rush to the hospital and wait anxiously for news. A long, simmering feud finally boils over. That's pretty accurate. I wait anxiously for nudes all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You must have been so pumped. I knew there's something good was happening because it said M.A. in the corner. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh. like, ooh, something good's going to happen. <laughs> Um, this is the first time we've seen Debbie um, a la carte. Wow. Yeah. Woo, a la Just carte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that slipped by the first time. <laughs> well, I felt the same way Bash did. <laughs> Bashful. Did he? Numb in the crotch. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I didn't feel like um, Bash. Fuck, man. Bash was like a little kid. Yeah, like, he's like, like trying to look away. Oh, sorry. I thought it was empty in here. She's um, like, it's fine. You can stay. Yeah. Well, Did you think sh- she was going to fuck yes, Bash? Yes, yes. Yes. And I continue to think that into the next uh, couple episodes, too. Yeah. Uh, which is why, well, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. He's like, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. No, soft, soft pass. pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the I love Bash was staying in gimmick the whole time that Zoya was hurt. Yes. It, like, she breaks her leg, and they're like... They're all like freaking out, don't know what to do. And Bash on, on announcing goes, "Here comes a camera guy." <laughs> <laughs> he, he just tries so hard to keep things going, no matter how awkward or weird it is. Zoya may never goose up her way through Red Square again. <laughs> like just keeping up the. Oh, it's so good. So my favorite. So so it turns out that you know something's broken, something's bad. The cameraman, as we mentioned, I don't even remember this guy's name. Sam He's- Roberts. <laughs> Sam Roberts. Ever since you said that, I cannot fucking unsee it. <laughs> um, which, again, continues Sam Sylvia's uh, throwing shade is after the cameraman carries... I could have carried her, too, you know. Well, Yeah, he, but I needed to get the fucking shot. He wants to take her to the hospital himself, but the girl's like, oh, where her friend will take her. Well, We can put her in the back of the limo, and she can raise her foot up. I was talking to Katie Pineapple about it, and, like, mm, my she, you know, her, your girlfriend. Yep. And, Why are you we know, talking they, to his girlfriend? They talk on Snapchat all the time. <laughs> they are like sna- they they probably have a fucking streak going like Streaks. nobody's business. You have a streak going down the front of that shirt. <laughs> it's going down one my coming back, back of his pants too. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, stumbling over a line. But we were chatting about glow and we were, you know, it, it really does have that feminist bent where it's it, really, you know, yeah. we don't need a man, we don't need anything and you know Melrose like we'll but take it, her in the in the limo. But it doesn't it's not done in a way that's outright pushing it on you or like this is what this is about well because it's like no like you you don't it, it's a feminist movie but it's not portrayed that way it, does that make I, sense? I would agree with that and it also Ruth uh, Ruth is the other woman in a relationship but she's not made out to be the villain <coughs> right she's made out to be like you can I feel like it's trying to get women to not hate the other girl didn't you didn't your did. girlfriend have a, have a tough time with Yes, that? very much so. Like even when even when like really bad things were happening to Ruth, she was like I just can't I, when I see that I just have to remind myself she cheated on that with her best friend's 
husband. Mm. Like, that's so fucked. It is fucked, but I feel like this show has gone out of its way to show that everybody was wrong in their own way. I, and my girlfriend was very... She wasn't feeling a lot of the characters at first, but then at the end, she was just like... She was all in. She yeah, like, because her favorite character, if you remember from the uh, first five episodes, was, was Randy. Randy, <laughs> the baby of right. uh, Liberty Bell. <laughs> to be fair, he may, she, he may have still been the favorite character, but they switched the baby, so now we'll never know she hates the oh, new right. baby. <laughs> so she had to start liking other people. Never forget, Randy one. You're my favorite baby. <laughs> So uh, they brought her to the hospital. Which reminded me of a time at an NCW show where after Pacifico got his jaw knocked out by Davey <laughs> Loomis. Was it broken? I, Richard, I think I see bone. <laughs> and they brought him to the local Kent County Hospital in his tights. And they had him strapped to the gurney in the hospital in the ER. Only he didn't get a, a room like Ruth got. He just... They had him in the hallway. He had him in the hallway, <laughs> strapped to the gurney, could not move, <laughs> in his lime green tights. Why was the he jelly st- bean tights? But yeah. why was he strapped down? Like, why was he being okay? Difficult? Because if you if you <laughs> may, well, difficult as in refused to move his body. I mean, I was there. Right, let me let's set this. Okay, he used my girlfriend's breasts for for resting. Not his head pineapples. On. A lot of people. My not other girl. pineapple. At the oh, time. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, at the whoa. time. <laughs> Katie, if you're hearing knock this right now, off. I'm so knock, sorry. She, you uh, just stop that. Just snap. She's him. a listener to this show. You stop that. <laughs> She's a good friend of the, friend of the show. Friend Katie of the show, Katie Pineapple. Um, okay. First time, long time. Set the stage. 2009. Mikey's girlfriend yes. at the time. Yes. Um, a lot of people. A lot of people were Basically, using her pillows. <laughs> there was a championship main event match, the main event of our biggest show of the year, biggest show of the fucking year, and it was uh, Richard Pacifico versus Davey Loomis for the NCW title. Richard Pacifico wins the Big City Rumble, with getting his chance to face Davey at, at our Wrestle biggest, Fest. biggest show of the year, Wrestle Fucking Fest. The match starts. They're brawling all over the place. They're fighting back and forth. Davey throws him to the outside. Davey gives him a right hand. Davey throws, gets thrown into a bunch of chairs. Davey gets up from the chairs. I am his manager at the time, so I'm helping Davey up. And he's like, where the fuck is Richard? I look over to see where Richard is. He's on the ground. Oh, but he... He just threw Davey into a row of chairs. I go to the referee. I'm like, find out why Richard's on the ground. I turn out to Davey. I'm going to find out what's going on. Referee comes back over to me. He broke his jaw. I turn to Davey. Davey, his jaw's broken. What? (laughs) You know... As an outside bystander, I, I wasn't there for this, but I did watch the footage <laughs> later on. Did. Now, one of the funniest things that happens during this <laughs> is after the punch is thrown, Davy grabs Richard and he says he calls some spot. You you can't tell what the spot is, right? But then you hear Richard go, <laughs> and Davy goes, "What?" <laughs> so. Davy and Richard roll into the ring. Davy wants to do that move, which Richard. <laughs> Davy hits him with a really shitty fucking rock bottom, and one, two, three, <laughs> like four minutes into their match, the main event of the last show of the year. Um, Davy and I hightail it to the back. The camera girl who was dating Davy at the time just shuts the camera off. Doesn't even show like the exit or anything else. She rushes into the ring. Richard's just lying there limp on his back in the middle of the ring. He does not move. He refuses to move. He's sitting there, and 
a bunch of people, girlfriends are coming into the ring. Mikey's ex-girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time, uh, goes in there to like check on him. Richard's lying there, and one of our wrestlers, you know, looks over at him, and he's just like on the ground, and he's like, "Oh, Richard, I think I see bone." <laughs> <laughs> now there was no bone. There to was see. no bone to be seen. Nope. And his but his girlfriend, Richard's girlfriend, and now his wife at the time, basically says, "I'm calling an." The ambulance. They called 911. The ambulance showed up. Now, we still have fans that are still in the building that are expecting our underdog babyface to get up and to, like, show he's okay and leave the ring and say, hey, good try. I'll beat him next time. Nope. Never happened. Those sad fans just saw this fucking limp, lime green asshole lying in the middle of the ring. Did we have to take the ropes down to get him out of the ring? We sure did because when the ambulance showed up, the EMTs come in the ring. They take the bottom rope down. They they slide in the uh, the little gurney like to get onto the gurney, gurney. yeah, um, the little backboard. Thing. Yes, and so they set her up right next to Rich, and they were like, "All right, all right, Rich, we need you to just slide. You don't need to get up. You don't need to move. We just need you to slide right onto this backboard so we can get you on the gurney." Okay, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> he moves, moves, moves. He, that's not moving very much. He's he's wiggling. Right, and then they're like. You're moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> You're moving away from the backboard. We need you to move. We need to move towards. To the right. We need to go towards the backboard. So we finally, they, they, the three EMTs get him onto this backboard. They're one MTE. <laughs> they get him onto the gurney and they strap him in just so he won't like fall off or anything else. So they get him to the hospital. The hospital's only like ten minutes away. But they brought him into the ER. There were no available rooms. So they just left him strapped to the gurney in the waiting room. In his gear. In his gear. <laughs> and he was waited for a good hour and a half strapped up on this gurney. Turns out, just to let you all know, he didn't have a broken jaw. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything. What was his diagnosis? Soft tissue damage. <laughs> Davy Loomis hit him so hard that his jaw went out of place and then immediately back into place. Like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky where his jaw Yeah. But um, but Richard couldn't eat for like days after. I don't think. Oh no no, he was at uh, the local the little Italian restaurant later that night eating his fucking uh, fettuccine alfredo. <laughs> well, that explains why he maybe uh, has a hard time keeping fucking food in his mouth. When he eats. <laughs> Talking to you, fucking Richard. He doesn't listen. I know. He's too busy watching USA. Not friend of the show, Richard Pacifico. <laughs> all right, we are. All right, we are we so out. Okay. We're talking about glow. All right, yeah. So this they is bring all her to the say, hospital. She's uh, at the hospital. Um, they say soft tissue damage. Yes, uh, Sheila goes. Would you like me to lick the wound? They're like, I she's not bleeding. She, but she's also dead fucking serious. One hundred percent. She's not bleeding. There could be internal bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Sheila. Um, I love that they made room for another montage. Yeah, you always need room for Fuck. more montages. Whenever oh, by I way, feel like Debbie does not go to the hospital. Right, because as we alluded to earlier, Debbie's naked showering for what seems like forever <sighs> while Bash walks in. She's not in. even showering. She's just standing JC, in the water. Um, how long did that shower feel to you? <laughs> not long enough. She had a great caboose. Holy crap. Uh, everything about her is amazing. I, like, when we voted Ruth as fucking, like... Least likable character? No, but we voted... <laughs> we were like, oh, which would you rather... You know, we compared the two, and, and at the you time, it was Ruth. You guys both choose Ruth. I still I've, choose Ruth, I've, but... I've I get changed. it. But here's also the thing. Um, my girlfriend doesn't know um, Alison Brie from anything else. Okay. Okay, so her judgment... As her seeing Ruth, it's like seeing a whole new character for the first time. Okay. Yeah. And I, to me, I... 
it's a whole it's such a different character for her that it seems like it's a different person it playing blew the role. my fucking girlfriend's mind when i told her that she's a sex symbol on in other every things. other show that she's, she's in she's like yeah. she is she's gross she's like, homely like uh, yep. ruth uh, well, Alison Brie on and community playing um the, her the she's girl. the school girl yes. she's wearing tight sweaters uh-huh. and sc- like she's the quintessential she's the sex symbol yes. of the the whole yeah. thing and it's it you're right if you don't know now it you can know blow your fucking mind but i think that just shows how fantastic Alison Brie as ruth well, and we talked she's ab- like Charlize Theron in Monster. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this in the last in part one where uh, we noted we mentioned that uh, Betty Gilpin Debbie want, is uh, nominated for uh, she was nominated for supporting actress. Yes, and it was surprising to me that Allison Brie was not nominated not. at all because she's so fucking good in the show and disguising herself and creating this new character for herself. Um, but I feel like in the back half of the season, Ruth once again shows why she should definitely she be nominated it. next next year. I think this would actually be her nomination episode. See, I mean, yeah. See, I thought I thought it was I thought it was going to be the season the episode of five, that whole incident. Yeah. But really, like the last as as we go on, it's yeah. it's everything. Yeah. They're just every the way they shaded all these characters this season. And gave everybody a little bit of something. Yeah. It was uh, so superior to season one. Um, at the hospital, Bash talks about Sam Martino and Hanson, how he saw them wrestle back in the day. And he mentions a real life moment when uh, Stan Hansen broke Bruno Sam Martino's neck doing like a basic body slam, I believe. Right. And, and he talked about how crazy that was for him. And then uh, Junk Chain, the Cherry, goes, uh, Joe Thigh. Don't have to go back that far. Joe Theismann broke his leg last Monday. Uh, last Monday. All right. What this is, is where we figure out the time. Last Monday would have been November 18th, 1985. And uh, she mentions that Debbie was on a 15-match win streak, and she's on every episode. So that would put the show starting at roughly July or August of 1985. Okay, wow. great. Cool. Very good. The only you. reason why I had originally disputed that and said it was later was because uh, Roger had mentioned doing stunt work on a new Bruce Willis movie. Okay. That Bruce Willis movie would have been Die Hard, which was the first <laughs> uh, big Bruce Willis movie because he was just on Moonlighting. He was just an actor yeah. on Moonlighting, um, and he wasn't yet a giant action star. I mean, and also, I, I, and then, but that's fine. Die Hard came out in 1987. So if this was near the tail end of 85, they could have started, like, you know. Yeah. started production. Also, um, when they talk about Back to the Future, the movie that Sam wanted right. to make. They don't say exactly when the movie came out. They said it just came out, so we can gather if it's still in theaters. It's going to be at least three weeks, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, and that's 1985 as well, correct? Yes. So, yeah, cool. Um, I loved um, again, and when it goes into that montage, I loved one that first Sheila stole a dead guy's blanket and pillow. Yep. <laughs> just again, Sheila being low key yes. the fucking best character on the show. Um, and then when I talk about shading some of the other secondary characters, um, Beirut has a really nice conversation with Sam when she reveals that she was going to become a doctor. I feel like that was almost like an aborted um, storyline. Angle that they were going to go Because she was always with her books. And she was like, um, like when she called for the pizza for to get the Billy yep. over to Justine, she goes, I'm going to go study right. over there. Right. I'm going to be gone for exactly 45 minutes. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. It isn't a... They dropped that storyline and just see, make her like chicks they, instead. See, she said she see, dropped out in order to do this. I don't know if they dropped it. I think like sh- she wanted to do it 
at pressure of of her family. Yeah. Um, but then when she you know she realizes this is what she loves and wants to do, and maybe she finds she finds someone, someone she loves and wants to do. But I think when we say a drop storyline, I think it's more like they decided not to develop that in season one, and Beirut was just kind of a side character. And they kind of gave this mm. shading to her to be like, you're a little bit more than that. You're a little more three-dimensional. Which um, I love. I think another true life moment of this episode was Bash saying, what, you guys don't have health insurance? <laughs> nope. Who doesn't have health insurance? They all raised their hand. <laughs> Wait, who didn't raise their hand? Melrose, who is still getting paid for by her parents. <laughs> yes. And Cherry and Roger, because they're both stunt people that don't have a death wish. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Sam... Uh, excuse me, um, Bash has to pay for... He does the right thing. He, he does. He says, you know... <laughs> oh, it, it, my God, the best fucking line. I died when he goes, listen, we can't afford for all for ever, all these girls to get hurt. We can afford for two more yeah, girls yeah. to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> two more girls to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I... Died laughing at that. But again, true life. I love it. It's so fucking good. Also, during the montage, the uh, welfare queen reads the Bible to her. <laughs> like, yes. Super over-the-top reading of the Bible. Oh, man. I, I should have been reading this all the time. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, we also introduced to Cherry's new gimmick, Black Magic. Black yep. Magic. Um, well, you know, we had already seen pieces of Black Magic. Yeah, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. Right, yes. Uh, but now she's really, she's, you know, it's yourself turning up to that 10. Yes, oh my God. And then Debbie shows up. And all the girls are speculating if she did it on purpose. I right. think a lot of them think she might have. Do you guys think she did? I think she was coked up and didn't realize what she was doing. At first, if she wasn't drugged up, I could maybe buy it. See... Her worst impulses were... What, why did it take her so long to get to the fucking hospital? She's having a mental, mental like, breakdown. I fucking... Uh, I, I know. She was fucking bash. <laughs> Maybe. She wanted to. He didn't want to. Soft um, pass. They ha I am so fucking over this whole uh, she fucked my husband thing. Because it's like... even It even feels like she doesn't believe in the argument anymore. Where she's like... Well, you... Well, you like... You, I think you broke my leg on purpose. She's like, oh no, I did not break your leg on purpose. Like when you fucked my husband twice. It's like, yeah, we get it. Well, like, and it's I feel like, like they put shit. a bow on that with this entire episode because I feel like they finally did bring that la this big blow up that's been building for so long. This big glow up, if you will. Oh. <laughs> um, this was their final, like, the. <laughs> This was the subversion of the expectations where I had assumed this was going to be... This was going to go the whole way. Yeah. They blew it off here. Mm -hmm. They blew it off early. They let them have this moment and have it be like, yeah, we get it. I fucked your husband. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you didn't even love your husband. Like, yeah, she, she cheated on her husband. Right. Like, she, like you know, she's really kind of throwing these bombs back at her. She, Ruth is fighting back. Ruth Ruth, Ruth is, brings up when they, they went somewhere together and she fucked this guy. Right? And she didn't tell right. anyone. And she didn't say anything. Oh, that was different, Ruth. Like, no. No, it's not different. No, it wasn't different. <laughs> um, you know, base also in in Ruth calls her out for cock blocking with uh yeah, fucking Sam, Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> and like there's just I feel like it's just this big blow up to finally like, squash it all out. And then you think it's going to end with Debbie storming out and then their friendship irrevocably destroyed forever. Take 2. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it was the end of that relationship. But then it subverts it one more time. So Ruth's or uh, Debbie storms out, right, and goes back to the Ruth's hotel. Hotel, 
I don't. What the fuck was she doing? She barged in there. Was she getting clothes for her, or was she just know. telling Sheila to get the clothes? Like, what? Well, the she fuck didn't know was, Sheila was going to be there. Yes. So, like, what the fuck was going on there? Also, a brief glimpse of Sheila out of her she wolf outfit. She was still wearing the hair. Right. I you know I don't remember what the outfit her makeup was. was, was she off just wearing like a robe or something? Yeah, like, like she was about ready to go in the shower. Yeah, and like kind Looking of complete. Like she didn't have the eye makeup on. Right. She but was, she like, also didn't freak out about someone not seeing her like that, which is a, like an evolution to where she was. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, and then Sheila really kind of fucking puts Debbie in her place. Yeah. yeah. Which was, uh, I guess, the reckoning that she needed yeah. because it was somebody else outside of Ruth kind of telling her to get her shit together. Yeah. yeah. And Sheila's always been the voice of reason, believe it or not. Sheila's kind of like the silent Bob. Like, when she speaks, you better fucking listen because it's an important thing. Yeah, she's like, you know, most best friends just cheat on you. They don't bring you lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. Perfect. Um, And then so Debbie comes back. And then Sheila goes, I think you should bring these clothes back to her. Like, And that, so when they ended that episode with her coming back... Wow, I, like it blew my mind. Like this was gonna be a new beginning, right? It's gonna be. I love the uh, signing of the cast. Bash writes Bash Howard Productions on it. <laughs> uh, he writes a Bash Howard production. Like yes. the broken leg is a Bash Howard production. And uh, Sam just signs it SS. SS. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can you draw a heart around it or something so they don't think it's a Nazi thing? Sam's changed a lot, yeah. but he hasn't changed enough to put a heart on his SS. Nope. There, I put That's an too far. F. F. <laughs> My Sam, middle name. Sam Francis Sylvia. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because me and Sam have the same middle name. All right. I'm a Francis. I did not know that. Mikey's a Joseph. He's a... Never mind. Mikey's Mikey's middle... Uh, JC's middle name is just a space. That's right. It's like... It's just... A, it's not there. It's a blank space. Yeah. John blank Casey. That's it. That's all it is. Don't anybody ever say otherwise. Um, and so it kind of ends this episode where um, Sam makes a decree. Sam goes, you don't need two legs where you're going. <laughs> you back- have watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So you have seen Back to the Future. Oh, so good. Um, but <laughs> Sam has already made a decree to the entire roster where basically they, he goes, Sam, we think we're going to get our, sh- our time slot back? And he's like, no, I don't think we're going to. And so I don't know which girl it was. But he's like, but we're going to fucking give them hell anyway, right? And like really just kind of rallying the yeah. troops where they're like, you know, these are our final batch of episodes. We're going to fucking make it count. Mm-hmm. We're going to go crazy. Debbie, uh, or Ruth rather, made the final plea to bring back Vicky the Viking. Right, yes. which with new Sam is like, yeah, fuck it. Bring Who? It back. Oh, because he uses, she, Ruth uses her real name. Can we bring back blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Yeah. Who? What is her real name? What even was it? Uh, I f- they said it I once. Know. Do you know what Beirut's real name is? Beirut. Uh, no, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I knew it and I forgot it. <laughs> oh, 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 well. well, it's tough with the, again, because we don't know all these they side only, characters. They only really only mention it once or twice. Yeah. And it's it like, boom. But just Reggie, like in wrestling. Reggie. That was the Viking. Red, Reggie. Right, Reggie. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ooh. bring back the Viking for the last run of taping. Like, it, I think it's great. It's uh, setting things up, um, which... Do you have anything else on this episode? Well, in the next episode. Right, right. That's not what I asked. God. Okay. <laughs> so, well, it kind of sets this up for her, but I didn't know what this would come next. This blew my fucking um, mind. This is basically... So, <laughs> I was not expecting this in this, any way, shape, I, or form. What a unique... So... 
What a good. smart thing to do. Somebody spoiled me and said that there was an entire episode that was revolved around the TV show. Ugh. And I thought, I, I already thought it happened because I thought it was the episode of Welfare Queen versus Liberty Bell. Okay, like, so oh, you're like, yeah, they yeah. were just building around this one match and they were focusing on this nope. one thing. Nope, because episode eight, The Good Twin. It's the moment you've been waiting for, a straight-to-the-airwaves episode of Glow, complete with a dream sequence, music videos, and epic wrestling. Fuck yes. This was fucking really cool. Creative. Like you said, it's smart. And what did I say at the, uh, in part one? I was like, I really wish we saw the entire intro of yeah. the, uh, the opening montage, and yep. then they did it. Especially, we got to after, see it yeah. especially coming after this very um, heavy episode. Yes. And they're like, boom. Comedy fucking. It's one of the goofiest fucking episodes. But this was so true to form, real glow. glow. This was 1980s fucking glow. Well, and like, in reality, this is what I always dreamt NCW to be as a wrestling company. Just cartoon characters doing mm-hmm. funny skits and uh, occasionally leading to a wrestling match. <laughs> like, that's, you know. Ain't it the truth? Um, this was a perfect I don't even know like to even just try to like go through it it's something you have to see to believe you can't yeah. we could not even do it justice like fucking Globot I'm so happy Globot was back, <laughs> He's back. I lost my mind when Globot showed up <laughs> <laughs> fucking the, the evil twins well, uh. well yeah starting the episode off with with fucking Zoya's evil twin her yeah Olga <laughs> With a crippled foot. In her fucking goat she brings with her to the United States. Yeah, she needs to make a uh, goat trip. Don't you mean boat? Mm. What am I made of rubles? <laughs> I can only afford goat journey. <laughs> I fucking loved everything about uh, this episode. Britannica trades her brains for love. Oh, What a great build. Uh, there's fucking griefer sizing. <laughs> yes. Um, the commercials. Uh, delicious Howard O's. The Howard O's from Howard Foods uh-huh. from Bash Howard's mom. <laughs> Which like. also my favorite um, late night television show, Quilt and Be Easy. Yep. <laughs> I, oh my God. These are all things that were also mentioned previously. Right. And even things that were just like posters in the background at the TV station. Yep. So it was so cool. There's so much payoff in this one episode. Mellors gets a music video called Makeover. Yep. And we, uh, I actually showed you guys, Melrose was a contestant on American Idol. Yep. Yes. And we watched her sing a couple songs. Wasn't very good, but you know, Dang. perfect for glow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we saw that Justine is back doing stuff, doing fill-ins on spots on the episode. I mean, I was just kidding. She really is good at singer. Yeah, was, <laughs> I was just busting balls. You were throwing some shade at I Melrose. I know, but I, I was just trying to be funny, but she, but she was good. She, she, did, she did some good songs. I mean, better than some of the singers out there. Absolutely. Better than us. Well, no, I don't know. one time I almost made it on American Idol singing uh, uh, the Darkwing Duck theme. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got all the way to like to the last round, but then like, you know, they just went in another direction. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> You're laughing like a dog. You get that fucking whistle in your laugh. He's laughing like Muttley from Wacky Races. You are. You're laughing like Muttley. Muttley Pava. 
Oh um, my God. Jake, let me ask you something because there is a. <laughs> what, about, what about me? Oh, well, no, but this is maybe specific to Lumberjake. Oh, so. Get this, chip. <laughs> Are you? Did you grab his knee again? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. That's three. But you kind of like spanked his knee. That was that was like it was it was like uh, inspirational. Well, here's uh, um, here's the thing. Oh, okay. He didn't even ask. Him. There's um there's a there's a there's a problem going on. Well, I mean, there's a missing person. There's a missing person, and all the girls from Glow are sitting around trying doing, to, doing nothing do? about it. How are we going to save Savannah Rose? How are we going to find her? Um, there's no better way to find them, mm-hmm. find her, yep. by doing a song oh. about finding a kid, right? Yeah, like, kidnapping like, and such. It's time for Lumberjake's titular song of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you ever hijack my song again. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to help. I was trying to help you. Yesterday, on the way home from school, a child disappeared. Why? Stuff like this keeps happening. I think it's really weird. Don't these kidnappers know that kidnapping is wrong? Don't they know they're making people sad? How can they? How long can this go on? Don't kidnap. Kidnapping is wrong to do. Don't kidnap. Kidnappers were begging you. Let the children run and play, and the ones you've got, let them get away. Then go find something else to do. Every time I get milk for my cereal, there's a face on the carton looking at me. It's hard to enjoy my cereal, wondering if that kid will ever be free. I wish these kidnappers would understand just how much pain they cause. They're not just taking children. They're breaking hearts and laws. That's why the buddy system is important if you don't want to get napped. When a strange man offers you candy, it's probably a trap. That's Lumberjake's titular song of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking hilarious. Yeah. So good. And they give us the blow off to blow the entire. Oh, <laughs> the entire rivalry. Well, in a roundabout way, because Ruth can't wrestle. <laughs> right. So fucking hop along. But you bring back the fucking Viking. Yep, Vicky Viking. But it leads to an amazing fantasy sequence where the evil uh, League of Nations, Fortune Cookie, yeah, Beirut, are guarding the castle. And it leads to Beirut kind of having a little bit of a fantasy sequence. About how she wants to she wants to dance. She has a beautiful little dance number with uh, Junk Chain. Yeah. Which sets up a new storyline for Beirut. Yeah, mm. sure yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we you also know. see... Um, I can't... I can't um, Oh, what do you? How do you feel about I that? I can't uh, help but feel a little, you know, weird about it. Upset. Oh, you're feeling upset. Upset, you know. You love Beirut. I'm a big Beirut I mean, I fan. Love, Beirut's fantastic. But shouldn't you be happy for her? Yeah, you want oh, her yeah, to have. No, I want. No, her, doesn't I sound want like her it. to be happy, but mm-hmm. I just want to. You, know, you want to wanna, make her happy. I just want to. You just want to whistle her. Cousin it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, th- uh, we also get the storyline where uh, Black Magic makes ro- makes the man- makes the doll, uh, Thomas. Thomas, a real person. The mannequin into a real person but in exchange for Britannica's brain. It's yes. a very um, um, 
Little Mermaid esque. Yes, <laughs> she has to give her brain to be in love. Yep. However, she downloads her brain into a floppy disk <laughs> and ties a string around her finger so she'll remember right to get her brain. She doesn't realize this for a while, but her next door teen neighbor who uh, comes over from uh, help with math, <laughs> right, figures it out. And she gets the floppy disk and she's like, I need to figure out how to get this into here and points at her head. And then she puts it in her vagina. <laughs> she finger bangs herself hardcore. Probably likes to be fisted. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that that leads to her getting her brains back and black magic coming back and saying that's not how black magic works mm-hmm. you were supposed to stay dumb in order to be in love that's not how it works you're supposed to sacrifice something right leading to black magic oh because she turned thomas back into a mannequin and fucking britannica was heartbroken she and was. then eventually murdered thomas yes yeah she ripped his arm off and knocked him over um, of course, the the human version of Thomas actually being Bash as yes, well. Of yes, of course, Bash with like a little like pompadour. <laughs> He's more M. Harry Smilak in that uh, as the as the dummy. Yeah, um, we get so many, we get so much of this fucking uh, Savannah Rose. Like a, a non, a, a, like a wrestling fan hasn't gotten this much. TV time since the Angry Miz Angry Girl. Angry Miz Girl. <laughs> a, a, a wrestling fan character hasn't gotten this much television time on Glow until the next episode. No shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, uh, also during the Don't Kidnap PSA, Sheila the She-Wolf is on the keyboard. Oh my god. Well, not only... Okay, so let's talk about Sheila real quick because this entire segment is basically ripping on the president of the network. It's them taking oh, yeah. their shots. The goat is the president of your network. I never the thought goat of it like that. Makes a pass at Sheila, and she's <gasps> like, "No, I'm just no. I don't, I don't do that. Don't like." And then I think you're being a little forward. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> and then the goat hand like fucking grabs just her tits. off camera. <laughs> wow, that, that was so funny. Just both hooves. <laughs> yeah, and then it cuts to her eating the fucking goat. Saying, well, she said, I'm your natural predator, so you must stop. <laughs> yeah. So that's all them ripping. Huh. It's kind of like the dying days of ECW where like, you know. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. Just, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're going off the network. Fuck you, president of network. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing, amazing bit by Sheila. Because that was the that was right after the music video and it has her reading the playbill. Yeah. And it just like making a joke. Yes. <laughs> oh no, it was like uh, yeah, it was cats, but it, it was just people in outfits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Liberty Bell oh, yes. finds Vicky the Viking and she goes, Where's my daughter? Because Vicky the Viking had a tape recorder of her saying, Mommy, help, leading her there. Right. Into the ring. And she goes, your daughter's safe in a safe (laughs) (laughs) with air holes in it. (laughs) Well, you got to make sure. You got to let them know. Um, Uh, This leads to my favorite part of the match where after the run-in from the Evil League of Women, um, they take... The only photo of Savannah that she Rose. has of Savannah Rose. That's my only photo of Savannah Rose. <laughs> no, it's great because she pulls it out of her top, looks at it, right. and Bash on the commentary goes, "Oh, it's a picture of her daughter. That's her." Oh, and then then Debbie goes, "It's my only picture I have." Just like that's like. And Vicky the Viking grabs it, bring her up, pull her up, and rips rips it. the photo in half. And then she starts hulking up. She Liberty Hogan fucking comes <laughs> back again. She beats up all three and forces. 
her to give her the safe combination. Liberty must pose. Liberty must pose. <laughs> the safe combination being one 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 two. Same as my luggage. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the episode, she gets back her daughter, but then Olga is getting surgery on her. She's gonna foot. get her leg fixed. Yeah, good for her. Except wait, what? The nurse wait, is who? really what? Zoya. No! Her evil sister? Yep. And also the teen neighbor. No! Who's also a nurse in this episode. No! And and the episode ends on Justine with a needle about to go at her because they definitely murdered Olga, right? Yes. So uh, then it stops and then it pulls back on the TV and it's a lady going, hey, isn't that Justine? And then Fade to Black directed by Sam Sylvia. And cuts to fucking Justine's mom. Yep. She's a founder. Which brings us to episode nine, the penultimate season uh, episode of season two, Rosalie. As the ladies begin to plan for life after the show, Justine's mom shows up on Sam's doorstep and Bash and Debbie scheme to woo buyers at a TV expo. So Ruth has dinner at Sam's house. Right, which now kind of going back to what we talked about with the first interaction with Ruth and Sam at the movie theater, um, their relationship has really grown, just even as a friendship. Definitely. But like they're like a little family, like just the three of them having dinner um, and seeing how far Sam's relationship with Justine has progressed. It's awesome. Like I'm really like I was really into it. And it was at this point in the episode, especially when, you know, Ruth has had something to drink. Everybody's a little tired. Yeah. Um, and Sam offers her a couch, you know, a place to crash instead of going home. And you can tell how sweet Sam kind of is to Ruth. Yeah. And I'm like, he, he's in. He loves her. He wants her. He's yeah, into I her. I still don't think he loves her. He loves her. Next thing we do is we meet Cupcake. Fucking cupcake. Fuck. Cupcake. Did you guys know he was going to be in this show? No. No, not even. Not even I a didn't bit. know he was in anything since Sandlot. <laughs> so you know what I love about it? In the end of Sandlot, he becomes a pro wrestler. Yes, he becomes the great Hambino. <clears throat> well, I have a theory on season three that we can get to after. Ooh. Oh, he's going to become a wrestler to win her over? He's going to be the great Hambino? <laughs> well, I, w- I mean, we can just jump to it anyway. I don't expect him to be a wrestler. I expect him to be a manager, be a heel manager. Because he hates Bash. He hates what happened. Well, what if he becomes like, he, he starts running with the the, uh, the male wrestling group or something? Well, that, could, of... that could happen too. That could definitely happen. But you know, I don't know. They're, they're not. They're off TV. It's all over. Spoiler alert. Uh, well, this episode really has, has two basic, well, actually it has three storylines. They have storyline one with Ruth uh, being with Sam and Justine and meeting Rosalie, the mom. We have the storyline of... Debbie and Bash going to the TV expo and trying mm-hmm. to find some kind of syndication deal, some kind of syndication package. Yeah. And then you have Britannica. The, the other ladies of Glow that are one, trying to find what's next, find new jobs, mm-hmm. find different things to do. And then Britannica reveals that she's just kind of hanging out here in the United States. She doesn't have a social security number. Yeah, they, they're like, oh, well, you know. Just go down to the consulate and go down. Hook you up. Yeah, you'll be all right. Like, nope. Um, we find out that. Um, 
that Beirut and Junk Chain have continued their friendship. Mm-hmm. Sex ship. <laughs> like they've been living together. They've been bunking. Gonna, and she doesn't want this to end. They're going to no. keep living together. Do you think maybe we should just stay living together for a while? See how that works out, huh? Um, but Britannica is basically encouraged to go down to the um, the consulate and get, uh, you know, just let them know what's going on. Get a social security number. Do that kind of thing. Turns yeah. out to be a terrible idea. Also, mm. they really just don't know how that works, huh? Nope. They're like, oh, just go down there and get one. It should yeah. be easy enough. Yeah. Grab a social security number. <laughs> um. I liked how they split up the three storylines, especially because with all the girls kind of doing their own, like you're not going to give the supporting cast a big like chunk of the episode. Yeah. But for the scenes they had, the drug scene where Machu Picchu gets to have her first drug ever. <laughs> yeah, that was her fun. first drug. Um, and she comes up with the brilliant idea because we've been introduced to Cupcake earlier in the episode. Yeah. He's a obsessive fan of Britannica, loves Britannica. Who bakes him cupcakes. Bakes her cupcakes. And Not to be confused with the guy that clips his chest shavings and gives it to her. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and we find out in the beginning of the scene, he gets on his knees and he proposes to Britannica. Yes. And everybody, like, thankfully, the girls being in this get hashtag here. Me Too 1985 movement uh-huh. are like, get out of here. Oh, also the um, the Bash and Debbie going to the TV fair. Right, which well, I did mention. He mentioned, yeah. He did not mention that. He sure did. <laughs> Hold for edit. Uh so yeah, you were told, and also what you were saying earlier about the TV fair—that was pretty cool. Jake, <laughs> <laughs> are you having a stroke? Yes. <laughs> I thought Mikey was having a stroke with you earlier when he kept patting you. Um, I just liked how they kind of split up the three storylines. Um, also, this being episode nine, they got to wrap up some of these little mini stories mm. as they head towards the finale. Um, and when Britannica returns, heartbroken that there's no. Um, you know that there's no way she has to be she has to be out of the country in 30 days. Uh, Montu Pichu comes up with the brilliant idea to get married. Uh? Ser- series finale of Glow, a wedding, a wrestling wedding. Who would ever want their season season finale to be a wedding? <laughs> I don't know, some fucking crazy asshole. That's for sure. Um, and everybody kind of just agrees with it. I think it's the best plan to keep Britannica in the country. Um, Can I say when Rosalie shows up for the first time, I love Sam going, hi, I'm Sam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I feel like in the in the scenes with, with Rosalie and Sam, you again see how far Sam has come as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where she's being very angry and combative, he's not like biting, buying into like what she's, he's not putting back the same energy that she is. He's like, she's going to yell at me. Like, I have to expect that. You know, he's letting it happen. He also does not want Ruth to leave. She goes, all right, I'm staying, but you're putting on pants. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, it's all leading to Justine's school dance, where basically Rosalie wants to bring her home, but she's got this dance tonight. She's back with Billy. Is that Billy? Is that his name? Yeah, it's Billy. Yeah, Billy. And Lead singer of Shit Pope. <laughs> right, Shit Pope. Great band. Great band. And um, basically, Rosalie notices that Justine listens to Sam. Well, yeah, I don't have the same voice for 17 years. I might cut through. It's not a bad Mark Marin. It's pretty good. I like it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> um, and then in the third storyline with Bash and Debbie, um, I adore Bash's obsession with the Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> so then the rats are under the table. Huh? And then Liza Minnelli shows up. 
And then they get found out and everything goes crazy there. But then Liza Minnelli shows. We're talking about doing a whisper campaign. A whisper campaign. That's right. Yes. Okay, let's just fucking do that. Can we stop talking about the, the frog? <laughs> I Because Muppets Take Manhattan is my favorite Muppet movie. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that was your favorite, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Somebody's getting, getting married. married. We don't do that all the time. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, I just, I adored it. I thought it was so cute and adorable. Especially when they showed up at their booth and there was nothing there. Because Bash did not understand how. Like, yeah, he this told was her not work. to come dressed as Liberty Bell. She looked like a frumpy old lady wearing <laughs> a, a wrist length like dress and like long dress, big ugly sun hat. I'm impressed that the Whisper campaign worked as well as well, it did. You know, uh, there's this awesome show. Have you heard about Glow? The what? gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I heard everyone wants in on that. Everyone. I heard there's only a few available. You can barely get your hand on the tape. Uh huh. <laughs> It's a pretty good con. Yeah. I like it. It worked. Yeah, it totally worked. That's going to happen when we go to Comic-Con, and oh, we're going to yes. go around and be like, hey, have you heard about Three-Way Theater? Yeah. Oh, it's the cool new podcast. Yeah, that street. podcast. But we're wearing Three-Way Theater shirts, so people just right. know. That I won't stuff. be because mine got ripped. What? Oh, it got what? Ripped. Oh, I remember that. You remember Aww. that happened? No, Dan, I don't. Dan Terry Ward yeah. in the match. That's right, that motherfucker. Yeah. Remember he wore like five, six, seven, eight, possibly That's nine right. shirts? That's right. He wore a bunch of shirts that JC, they were all JC's made shirts mm, that yeah, were costing money. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you ripped them all. Yeah, he did. Ripped them all in twain. Motherfucker. Um, God damn it. So Bash really goes from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows in this episode. <laughs> so let's just talk about Florian. Like R- it, R- all the subtext is there. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Florian. So the the Bash gets a phone call. Uh, it's from the same hospital that Ruth was at. He thinks maybe there's some might be something wrong with the insurance. Right. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Um, but he's the emergency contact on Florian. I initially thought something happened to Birdie. That, and he said it. Okay. He was on a Birdie fall off. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Um. But he is notified that Florian has passed away. I don't think I was ready for that. And I I think I really liked Florian a lot. Well, because he, he hasn't appeared once in season two, right? Yes. Right. Okay. And so I think that it, like even for a character that was not as featured, he was like the second to Bash. Yeah. And um, especially when Bash was posing in front of the mirror and they had the autograph. Right. Like that's fucking heartbreaking. Like now, technically, he died and dies of pneumonia. Pneumonia. He- Yes, but we we all know what that means. Exactly, Freddie um, Mercury died of pneumonia. Right, right. Um, we all know what that means. Pneumonia. So as much as we know now, Bash at the time in 1985 overreacts. Uh, he reacts. Yeah. He, he not that he. No, you're it's, you're. It's, it's, it's fair. It's, yeah. If you've ever seen the Mr. Belvedere where they handle AIDS, mm-hmm. it's the people don't know how to handle AIDS. Exactly. So. <sighs> Do you think, okay, I didn't know if Bash was just in shock about hearing the death or possibly he was afraid. Well, he also may have had something. We've spoken about this in part one where we did not know the extent of the feelings that Bash had or even what the technical relationship between Florian and Bash was. Because they're another relationship of contention. Are they friends? Are they more than that? Another understated thing that's really you you don't really know. There's gray lines everywhere. Um, Yeah. So fucking Bash uh, hires a cleaning company come to his apartment to take everything out he wants everything scrubbed he wants the baseboards uh everything taken out 
like bait, yeah, disinfected. Like, they didn't know what was causing it at the time. Like if like a like the episode of Mr. Belvedere, they they didn't they, like they couldn't they didn't know if you could share an ice cream mm. cone or then get it. So, and like it was very. So the question is, did Florian and Bash have a sexual relationship? No, I do not believe they did because and I still feel like. Oh, I'm go, sorry. Go ahead. I, I I feel like I agree with you. I feel like if they did. He would have taken the same precaution on himself than he would have with the house, and would have like gotten himself tested. Yeah, I agree. I think Jake's I think, right. I think he's maybe afraid yes. to get tested. I think he like he doesn't he know could what's have gotten coming. it from just him living in the house, which is why he wants the okay. I the can see that. And all I that stuff. That. Everything we've seen of Bash so far shows a childlike. Um, innocence Innocence to things I think if him and Florian Had a sexual relationship It'd be a lot different So then why didn't he Why did he He could have fucking Fucked um, Liberty Bell In the shower that night Well basically. I feel like It's the same type of thing He's more asexual Where he's not into yeah, anyone okay. Until he figures out His true sexuality Which is gonna be uh, Confounded now With what happens next Yeah With the fucking When they Even when they went To the gay bar And the guy's like oh, He's He's told me a lot about you, and like he was like putting his hand on his, and like Bash kind of freaked out about it. Was he freaked out because he thought he knew something, or he was like his feelings were just weird when the guy was touching him? Like he liked it a little too much. So, think Any number of, of things. Think of Beirut and how she's accepted her. She doesn't know what this is with Junk Chain. I think she, she knows what it is. Well, <laughs> in 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 one through five, there's that scene where they're talk. they the girls are being girls, and they're. Saying we want to get fucked and all this stuff, and she's she, what was the word that she was uncomfortable with? Bush. 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 So she's yeah. uncomfortable with the word. You know, she's so she's even at that point she's very innocent, shall we say? No. Um, yeah. And it doesn't take long for this to bud. But relationship she's the thing bud. is that she's open to it. And she's waiting to see where this goes. She's willing to see what happens. She's, you know, she's willing to do all this. But she's also doing a lot. She's stopped going to school. Right. She's she's put all her eggs in this basket that's gonna fail. Right. But what I I'm, think she's afraid to go back home. Right. But I'm but I'm talking about it's the sexuality part. And the reason why I'm saying that is because whereas Beirut is open to the possibilities of whatever happens with Junk Chain, Bash is afraid of any kind of mm. personal yeah. connection or relationship with a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. So he's not really sure. Like, maybe if Montu Pichu kisses him, maybe he feels they something are, there. They already did kiss. Well, right. Well, I mean, like, more in a... She, I, he kissed her. Yeah, True. I don't know. Now I just she feel... Has AIDS. Oh, no. <laughs> what a dark turn, Glow Season Jesus 3 Christ. took. Um... <laughs> I guess we're going to have to see what happens in season three because, I mean, we'll get to the finale in a second, but I want to talk about the school dance. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, you know, Justine um, basically tries to run away. Mm -hmm. Again. Again. And Sam calls her fucking out on it. Yep. And then calls her mom over and she calls him a fucking narc. Which shows how much Sam has grown again. He goes, yeah, yeah, you can't just run around. Well, stop following me around. Stop following Billy around. Just do your own thing. Yeah, he he's he's really fucking grown up, and um, you know we're introduced to Horatio Sands. Yep, who's hanging out? He's a strip club owner, owns multiple strip clubs all around the area. Oh uh, yeah, chickies, <laughs> chickies. Yeah, yeah. I got the wings, great wings, <laughs> great wings. Yeah, um, next time you come by, ask for me, and he will. But uh, Sam looks over at Ruth and sees her sitting on the bleachers alone. 
and asks her to dance. Oh, sweet. And then Ruth had some like stuff on her face and Sam wanted to like lick it off. But she <laughs> but she misconstrued it. No. Uh, Sam wanted he he loves her. He doesn't love her. He loves her. You don't Kiss somebody at, at a, with that you're dancing with that you don't love. Also, I a can't really, unless it's your what mother. Unless it's your Wait, mother. What? Fuck. Yeah, you only dance with somebody like, and kiss them unless you like, like love. Unless you're like in, unless you're in fucking middle school. They were in a middle school. No, that's my <laughs> point. They're fucking adults. So obviously. Well, there was um, love there. It was also you don't dance with somebody and kiss them if you don't love them. That is the gayest thing I've ever heard. That kind of fucking <laughs> dance. I'm not talking about just dancing with it. Like that was a close. There was an intimate. Was a hold me dance. now. Oh, that is oh, such a good song. So th- I'm just gonna kiss anybody I'm dancing Listen, with. I've already told you. I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> Sam tries to move in for the for the kiss, and fucking Ruth fucking ducks it. Ducks the line. <laughs> Fucking ducks too. <laughs> she doesn't take it again, and she fucking waddles her way out of there with the quickness. <laughs> yeah. She like, and my she heart- walks the same way she did when she was walking from Tom Grant's fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking hotel. Um, my heart broke for Sam in that moment. I felt I felt bad for him. Yeah. It was because we've seen how much he's grown over the last few episodes, and it feels like a genuine moment where Sam appreciates and cares about her. Has an honest moment where, like, I don't know, he was just being real. And he moves in for that kiss, and she's like, nope, gotta go. And she gets the fuck out of there, and then she goes to see Sam Roberts. <laughs> and she fucking, she, they, they start making out, and they're gonna fucking do their thing. And it bums me out. It bums me out. Yeah, that sucks. But I feel like that's all leading to... But he doesn't really have feelings for her, so it's all right. Well, you know, He's for, gonna end up back with Rosalie. <laughs> I do not think that's going to happen. Is that your prediction for that's your season hot, three? Hot take. take. Um, did we have anything we wanted to go over left for this, or we move on yeah, to our finale? Okay, so that brings us to our final episode of season two. Can't believe we're already here. Um, every potato has a receipt. Oh, mm-hmm. so true. Wedding bells are ringing as the wrestlers step through the ropes for the big finale, but last-minute twists catch everyone off guard. Sure did. Sure did. I did not see that coming. I didn't see a lot coming. Um, we kick off the episode with a, a heartfelt goodbye, which I feel like they've done a couple times now with a Justine-Sam relationship, where yeah. in last season um, they kind of set up their breakup, their their yeah. father-daughter fucking fuck up. And now this one, they have this heartfelt goodbye between the two, yeah. which again is just that honest. You think, okay, Ruth rejects Sam. You think that, oh, maybe Sam's going to go back and start reverting to becoming an asshole, but he nope. doesn't. He accepts, he accepts it. it for what it is. And that's why I feel like it's true love and it's not just like, you know, I'm just trying to fuck her or anything no, else. Friends. That's that that's that dance, that slow dance love. <laughs> Shut you the fuck sh- up. I'm going to push you out of your chair. <laughs> you deserve to be thrown in a locker after this. No shit, nerd. I'm going to put you <laughs> safely in a safe with air holes. I know the password. One, 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 two. Yeah, how are you going to open it from the inside? Yeah, nerd. Durr. <laughs> A, that is the perfect noise for the face Mikey made when he looked at. <laughs> um, so everybody's getting ready for the wedding. Um, hope, after hope it's a red wedding. Oh jeez, Game of Thrones reference. Yep, never seen a single episode. <laughs> um, everything building up to this finale 
You just didn't know what was going to come next. They kept on throwing different curveballs out there. Now, did you feel as heartbroken for Cupcake as you did for Sam? No. <laughs> Cupcake gets fucked over, and I was fine <laughs> with it. He got fucked over so hard. But that's why I feel like it's an origin story for next oh, season no. of coming back. He was back. basically like, fuck you guys. Well, like, that's the entire yeah. point. That's the entire point. Now he's this hated, because when he says, love is fake, just like wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. like... The you entire don't come, building. You don't come back after that and then, shit. And Debbie, who's been like this fucking, fuck you. Yeah. That like, was, yeah. She like, that was the moment the entire arena started booing Cupcake. Yeah. If he showed up next year as like this fucking Oliver Humperdink, like fucking, I would love it. <laughs> Oliver Humperdink. <laughs> Just because they're both redheads. Yep. <laughs> That's the only correlation between the two. Um, but uh, I. It, only if he, only if. He manages Pam Pam Bigelow. <laughs> I love this. I love it so much. I want to love it so much. I want to slow dance with it in the middle of a, a middle school gym. You don't kiss someone you dance with if you don't love them. I said it except for in middle school. They're adults. It's literally the dumbest thing I've ever no, it's heard. Not. It's pretty dumb. No, it's not. So when you, stupid. When you dance with them, when you marry, you kiss them. Then it's like the big thing. When you do the other dance, you're married. Oh, you do the first dance, then you kiss them. You got a lot of hot takes today, Mike. <laughs> sure do. Um, so we're, we're saying... Mikey hates Africa. <laughs> All of all of Africa, <laughs> the whole song. <laughs> um, we're we're saying that Cupcake had his meltdown because the wedding does not go off without a hitch. No, um, just like every wrestling wedding. Just like yep, every wrestling that's wedding. So true. Did you guys predict that Bash would be the one to interrupt? No, no. no. Now, do you think this is an overreaction to Florian? Yes, of course. Yes, I thought um, Sam may have proposed because he was with Britannica previously, and she also liked him. I'm like, is he gonna go for it? I'm pretty sure Sam at this point has forgotten that he's fucked uh, Britannica. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like he's like that happened. I was fucked up on cocaine. Cocaine. He still is. Yeah, like, no, he is. Is something bad gonna happen with that? Because that only seems to adversely affect Debbie. <laughs> and nah, he's man. always doing it, and he's fine. I think he'll be fucked up if he gets off cocaine. Yeah, he's been doing that shit. <laughs> he's been doing cocaine for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Listen, but like, you can only do so much cocaine before it's <laughs> yeah. all over. Well, listen, cocaine. Ask, ask Cool Paul about cocaine. They did that shit all the time uh, in the eighties, uh, right. and like, they're fine. Can we have Cool Paul as a guest on the show? Yes, absolutely. She can tell you all about Mr. Peacock. I, I would I, love the that. origin stories of Mr. Peacock. I mean, yes. I already gave you the origin yes. story. Of yeah, Mr. but Peacock. we this is deeper, we need an outside. This is a deeper level. Yeah, she's like, yeah, he was a very sick child. <laughs> <laughs> he fell into a bad fever and he started seeing a peacock. Uh, <laughs> my entire man. life's been a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Uh, gotta hate those beep beep beeps. Oh, that story. Oh my God, we've told it on the we've podcast told that before. Story. We have. Not with her. Um, <laughs> no, that's true. Um, She's like JC was a very sick child. <laughs> I still am a sick child. You are a sick child. You're disgusting. Um, and I'm a sweat girl. <laughs> you sure are. So Bash marries Britannica. Yes. He steps in, says, "Don't marry Cupcake. He's a fucking cupcake. Marry <laughs> Bash, the Bashinator. The Basher. But do you think it? Do you think it's like an overreaction to Florian, or is he like? Needing a beard because he doesn't want. Can that be both things? Can it be the same? The like, same. yeah. I think I it's and this is where we get that understated close up of Montu Picchu, who's yeah, that like, that was very understated yes. where you could see her heart breaking on the inside, like Ralph Wiggum on that episode of Simpsons. Oh, you can slow it down and see where his heart breaks. I think you can see I, where a little sun breaks on her cheek. Aww. See, because she, I think she's more disappointed because she knows the real bash. Yeah. 
I just it's on, right? Yeah, just talk into I, it. I I just I think like <laughs> she's. Do I think that there's some there's something there like possibly? Like, do I think they she kiss, feels there is? Do I think yes. they could kiss at a, at a dance and, and be in love? <laughs> yes. Motherfucker! But you know like, what? Stop talking into the microphone. <laughs> but 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 I just she knows and she's like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like what? Yeah. What what's going on? But she doesn't even have to say those nope, words. Nope. She's, she's just using with her eyes. Yes. Um, she's also wearing a very special T-shirt, Jake. Um, what was this? What is it? Uh, the Lumberjacksons are my favorite tag team. You know, it's a, uh, yeah, I like that because it's a take on the Eddie Guerrero uh, bit where Eddie Guerrero made Chavo Guerrero after losing a match wear a Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler t-shirt. Because uh, Chavo Guerrero and Carlito Caribbean Cool make a special appearance in the season finale. Because the Lumberjacksons ain't happy that they're biting on their moves. Yeah, they're not happy at all. And being the wrestlers that they are, they're so mad. They're like, what can we do to make it up? Book us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the most true life wrestling yep. thing Just get ever. Me some screen time. I love that Chavo made an appearance. Yes. He trained He's in Chavo's girls. gym. Yes, at Chavo's gym. I thought that was really cool. That they and then they like had a full they had an intergender gimmick within the battle royal right ah uh, yes the so actually after the wedding after Bash marries Britannica it's revealed that the winner of the crown is the winner of the bouquet so it's a battle royal yes. battle royale this is one of genius. my this is one of my favorite moments and it's great because my favorite thing is that it until the guys show up it's Liberty Bell yeah Montu Picchu yep and Sheila yep. I fucking love Sheila. And when she came out, she had that understated moment where she looked at her super fans. Yeah. And she goes. She kind of nodded. She appreciated it. And she howled, and they all howled with her. Yeah, they fucking howled. And I I fist pumped. I did too, because obviously we're seeing how uncomfortable she was with things like that. And and when she's in such a season where she kind of like really played the leader of the girls. Yeah. Um, she really took her own advice and was like, I'm going to do this yeah, because right. I'm going to go all out with it. And she fucking did it. And yeah, it was a fist pump moment. It was like because she accepted her fate. Because now there's is... not only just two, two of her fans dressed like her. There's, there's a whole fucking there's pack There's a whole fucking set of pack. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole oh, fucking pack. Yeah. Um, I love that moment so much. And I love that she was one of the final three. And yes. she's in there. And then when the boys show up, when Chavo and Carlito show up and... That's when they're just happy to get screen time on TV. Yep. And um, they fucking play ball. They just want to be in there. Yep. And, although Carlito wasn't ready to get eliminated yet. Yes. Need more screen time. <laughs> they fucking toss Carlito out without him ready. And <laughs> then, but Chavo's ready to fucking work with Liberty Bell, brother. Oh, yeah. That was I, fucking fantastic. And they fucking did great. It was so awesome. Um, and then um, you think Machu Picchu is going over? Well, yeah. Well, so okay. So to backtrack just very slightly, um, Liberty uh, Zoya uh, Ruth really wanted to be involved in the show. She mm-hmm. wanted to be in the final match, um, but uh-huh. there's just no way. She's you know she's injured, and um, she's going to be out another two months, and she she's done for. So they try to let her try out, uh-huh. and it doesn't really work. He's like, you know what? You're going to co-direct with me tonight. You're going to be a co-director. Yes. Let's get you up there. She goes, you're going to fucking direct anyway, so just come up there and do it with me. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I think that's another great bridge. And You're going to do it anyway. Might as well fucking, you know, might as well do it together. But Zoya, without even really thinking of it, because they have her in full gear, yes. never really questions it. And uh, this leads to the end where the three of them are all like Liberty Bell, 
Montu and fucking Montu. Sheila. Montu? Yeah. Montu. Oh. Montu Bless Pichu. <laughs> oh, it just came all out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, but it's all of a sudden Pichu. Sam says, okay, get up. Get up. Come on. Hobble over here. <laughs> Here's a fucking zip line. Fucking like Shawn fucking Michaels Shawn at Michael. WrestleMania 12. <laughs> WrestleMania 12. So fucking but, good. And this, is, and this is how you know the relationship between uh, Ruth and Debbie has been repaired. Yes. Because Sam is like, they all are in on it. They're ready to go. They're ready to do this. And she zip lines down from the top of the eagle's nest. Yep. And fucking just put your foot out. They yep. all know what to do. She zip lines in, knocks all three of them down. They all roll out of the ring, mm-hmm. and Zoya's your champion. So She's fucking the fucking... Stands tall at the end of the episode. How fucking... Again, another fist pump moment. Neil wins again, because the money's in the chase. Another thing you don't... Another th- swerve that they throw at you, something you don't expect that's going to happen. Yes. And then Horatio Sands, they, uh, they reveal that they cannot actually sell the TV show. Well, and that's where it subverts the expectations, and also, this is how you know this isn't like the glow in real life, because... They can't get a syndicated deal. Yes, they can. the The copyright belongs to the network, so they cannot go on any other network. However, Horatio mm-hmm. Sands, owner of the strip clubs in Las Vegas, says, "I will, bu- I will take your show and I make it a show, like a cabaret show." Yep. And all through my strip clubs in Las Vegas, you get paid eleven hundred a night or something like that. Yep. So the girls moved to Las Vegas. So, in the last couple moments of the episode, I thought that they were going to do a swerve, and they said that, "Oh, the network owns all the characters." I thought they were going to reboot all the characters. I thought they were all going to come up with new characters. I thought that season three would be everybody getting new gimmicks. That would have sucked. Well, but that's what I felt like they were going for. And then they were like, when then I realized Horatio Sands was there. Yeah. And then when he pitched them all going to Vegas, which which does correlate to with the original Glow, uh, but you know, obviously the timelines doing it all a little bit different. Uh And. I thought it was a great subversion, and it leads to what I think was a great final scene of the season, where they're all going on the bus yep. to like head out to Vegas, the unknown. Fucking, it's you know what? It's our fucking dream. Like, yeah, it really is. Fucking the traveling wrestling show. Yep, and like it just makes me excited for what we're gonna have next. Seeing all the character shots and everything else, and then Sam and Ruth are sitting there in the front of the bus, mm-hmm. and she goes, "I've never been to Vegas." He just kind of turns to her. It's like, you're going to fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, she has that smile on her face, and then she has that little look of the unknown. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking season three. I wanted season three now. I want it, like, right now. I'm ready. Uh, Guys, what'd you learn? (sighs) I learned that uh, if you're in a drunken stupor, then you can break whoever's leg you want, and you can't be held accountable. As long as you got that cocaine. (laughs) As long as you got cocaine on you. Um, I, I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that I've learned that you only slow dance and (laughs) uh, kiss people that you are in love with. That's why I should have went. I've learned that Bash can afford insurance for two more injuries. (laughs) We can afford two more girls. Um, And that brings us to Glow, man. Yeah. Don't kidnap. (laughs) Kidnapping is hard to do. I'm so fucking... I'm so glad we did Glow again. This season was amazing. I can't wait till next season. You liked it better than season one? Yes. But uh, yes. yeah, I would agree. Season two is better. Yes. So, and yeah, I loved it. Loved them all, though. But yeah. So go back, listen to season one's episodes. Listen to part one of season two. And uh, what are we doing next, JC? Um, so coming up next, we had to bump our original plan, which was to do the page movie that got bumped to next year. Right. 
Um, we have a couple of options. I don't know. I'm, we'll, we'll talk about that a little off there. I'll give you some choices. Nope, let's um, do it. Discuss it right now in length. Well, we also got some potentially big news coming up in the fall for Three Way Theater. So we'll keep you updated on that. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, outside chance, but, you know, it'll be great. Listen, let's not talk about things until we get comfortable. Well, we're not right. talking about them. We're just teasing it. Okay, here it is. <laughs> All right. My, Me I'm and Mikey are getting married. Aww. Somebody's Mikey, getting married. Mikey just spilled uh, wa- liquid all over the soundboard. Oh, God damn it, Mike Pava. <laughs> well, right, well we gotta go. Because it's spreading. Oh, God damn it. We gotta go. All right, well, I'm JC. So, uh, I'm Mike Pava. I'm, I'm Lumberjake. This has been Three Way Theater. Dun, 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 dun